check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Thanks for tuning in. Round two, Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series coming up this weekend in St. Louis. St. Louis being back on the schedule. Being the second round is kind of weird, for sure. See how that affects the depth of the field in both classes, right? We'll see what happens. Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show, 702-586-7857. Please give us a call. We are giving away a set of Fly FR5 boots. Uh, fantastic boots. These guys introduced this thing last year. Chris Blos wore them to a Supercross title down under. So you know they're pretty good. It's a mid-level boot from the folks at Fly Racing. And we're giving away a set of Pro Taper tie-downs as well to uh, two lucky callers, 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Please and thank you, Dan Truman, Jason Thomas, Michael Antonovich, all on the show today to uh, talk some St. Louis, talk some surprises from A1, some disappointments from A1 and what they're looking forward to uh, for round two. So flyracing.com, uh, you know the name, you know the, the gear, you know the, the stuff that they sell. Go to your local dealer, pound on the counter, demand to see the latest and greatest from the Fly Racing uh, folks. 20, 2019 and a half kinetic mesh, of course. Their 2020 line that Blake Baggett is wearing and Zach Osborne is wearing. Out now, uh, FR5 boots, like I mentioned, Evo gear, Formula helmet. I absolutely love the Formula helmet. It's fantastic. So please check them out and, uh, and to know more. Uh, is to uh, to to experience the full race, the full deal of fly racing. Pro Taper, Geico Honda, JGR Suzuki, Chad Reed, uh, Rockstar Husky Worldwide, all using Pro Taper since 1991. They've led the way in premium control components. The crossbarless handlebar, yeah, they developed that in uh, the early 90s and patented it. Uh, the micro bar, used by the KJSC folks and uh, many others out there. If you have a little one, please check out the micro bar line. Really, really cool from the folks at Pro Taper, protaper.com. Get data.it uh, uh, the RC RX1 Pro ECU for the four stroke CDI for the two stroke get as a solution for any request uh, the most famous AMA supercross riders out there use get JGR is a uh, big partners with the folks at get as well if you need a get or Athena product uh, email us using the contact form on pulpmex.com and we can try to dial you in with the uh, proper uh, discount on any product from those guys and Max's tires Alex Ray AJ Cantonzaro using the MXST out there in Anaheim they'll be using it in St. Louis as well so Maxxis.com for more information. Great mountain bike tires as well. Light truck, uh, UTV tires. Maxxis.com for more information on that. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. Pro Taper, uh, Get, and the folks at Fly Racing. Of course, 702-586-7857. If you want to call in, you want to talk some St. Louis, talk some Anaheim 1, we'll do that with, our, with a lot of our guests that are coming up. So for me, I said this on the review show, and it's Thursday now, and I still think it, and I still mean it. Big weekend for Ken Roxon and Eli Tomac. Though no doubt those two were a little disappointing at Anaheim 1. 
Eli said he got arm pump. Kenny said his bike didn't work well, probably resulted in some arm pump. I need to see some rebounding from those guys. Or or have guys like just AC and Cooper Webb surpassed them now? Uh, though Kenny and Eli, of course, have been the big dogs in Supercross uh, the last few years. We know that, even though Webb won the title last year. But I wonder, Eli Tomac's win total has declined in three straight years. So I wonder, is AC, maybe Barsha, I'm going to wait and see on Barsha, but is AC and Webb just, you know, they got into a new level and, and Kenny and Eli haven't been there? I'm not saying that. I need to see that, though, uh, this weekend uh, in in St. Louis. So taking your call, holding things down, all of that. He made his return on Monday night to the Pulp Mech Show. He's back here Thursday. The Tits Luxury. Tits, what's up? I'm still recovering from Monday night. Oh, I, I, I'm surprised you didn't shorten the Tweet of Tits segment even, <laughs> even shorter than it was. Uh, intense cycle. How's the taser life? I... Uh... It's fantastic. Getting ready to go on a ride with, uh, I don't know if you're going, but Lisa Moore and I are going after the no, ride today. No, I can't go. I'm slammed with, with work. It's called a work. It's called nine to five job. That's what I have. And I can just can't take off a bicycle in hmm. the middle of the day. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's great. So, Pulp uh, 10 is the code to save. You're, you, you bought another taser for your dad. So. Yeah. Yeah. Two in the family now. Has he gone yet? Has he gone again? Yeah. Twice. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Yep. Uh, let's get our first guest, Dan Truman, on the line if you can. Please, Tits. Uh, and uh, let's go to our first caller, Tyler. What's going on, man? Hey, I was just calling in. I was going to see, uh, I'm from the Midwest in Iowa here, and usually we had to pick between Minneapolis and St. Louis. And, of course, Minneapolis went away. Yeah. So first question was, what, what happened to Minneapolis? You know what? I don't really know for sure. God, that stadium's awesome. I would, yeah. I would bet the reason is they really, the Supercross folks really love the pit party thing. They enjoy yeah. doing that. It's a big part of their program and presentation and everything else. And I would bet the fact that you can't do that, at Minneapolis, it was a major downfall to going there. Now, I don't think the weather really mattered. I mean, God, we've had some terrible weather there. But I would bet that all things being equal, they want to have that pit program going, that pit party thing, you know. And it just doesn't yeah. happen at Minneapolis. There's no room there. So, Yeah. What, what was the reason for, and I can't remember what it was, but what was the reason for moving uh, St. Louis into the second round? I don't know, man. If you find out, let me know. Because uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. If you ask me. Yeah. I don't know the schedule of the monster trucks, but there has to be a monster truck yeah. event around St. Uh, Louis Dome around this time, yeah. uh, and they probably saved by renting it, you know, for three weeks or whatever. Uh, yeah. I, that would be my guess. The dirt was already in there, or the dirt's going to be in for Supercross and stay in for monster truck something. Yeah. Tits, pull up yeah, the no, monster would... monster jam schedule and see if St. Louis is anywhere around this time. Let's take yeah. a look. But that would be my guess, Tyler, because okay. there, there is no other reasonable reason for this. So. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I was I'm, I'm in Iowa, so I was planning on going down there, but it looks like the weather might be crappy. Um, but when I was looking at tickets, uh, it, the stadium is like pretty empty. Like I don't oh, think is it really? is going to be very good. Yeah, really? there's still a ton of tickets available. So oh, that'll be interesting. I don't know if people are waiting until the last minute because I think we're going to get snow down, you know, down in southern part of Iowa and right. on the northern um, part, of, and then some bad weather. So hold on, Tyler. Let's get to our first guest. He's he uh, he might have the answer for St. Louis. It's it's uh, from Get and Athena. It's Dan Truman. F uh, A.K.A. Uh, F.O.C., friend of Chad. What's up, Truman? <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? So you know the reason. Um, from what I was told, the original round two was supposed to be at Oakland. <clears throat> and then the Raiders said they might make the playoffs. Their team was really good. And they came back and said, hey, we need our stadium open in case we make the playoffs. And there was a scramble. And obviously St. Louis does not have a football team. So that right. was the reason going to... Hold on, hold on, though. Okay, I totally believe you, Dan. Uh, I'm sure that's true. <laughs> However, 
January 18th and 19th. Monster Jam is in St. Louis, everybody. I, I understand that. <laughs> yeah. Also, also the final of Supercross is in Salt Lake City, and that same weekend the finals of Monster Jam are in Orlando. So they don't always go together. No, but, but if you ask you me, you can also get the St. Louis Stadium for like eight dollars because they don't play football there. Right. So it all makes sense. Well, no, but, no, no. What, what I'm saying is, okay, Oakland said, you know, we're gonna make the playoffs, can't go here. So then Feld is looking around, and they need a round two. Oh, look, we're gonna be in Monster Jam already, where the dirt will be in already. Right. Yeah. So it's, it, it's, it it's economics. It's economics for Feld, but it's not economics for the teams and riders. Correct. Thank you. Correct. That's all I need. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Tyler. What? what uh, I think we we may we'll probably skip this, but I was curious. What round would you recommend if we were going to fly to a round? Um, what's Ooh. a good place to go, especially for a wife? What do you? She's into Supercross. Right, 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 right. You know. um, you're from the Midwest, so you want to get somewhere warm, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yep. Dan, what about Tampa, Dan, or Dallas? Where would you tell Tyler to go? Dallas is a cool place. It's got a really cool stadium. It has big pit area. Um, I, I personally like Dallas. I think Tampa's awesome. I live here. The weather's going to be the warmest, but it's not like a spectacular stadium to see or anything like that. It's a really old stadium. So what if is, you've never been. Oh, Tampa. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, Tampa. If you've never been to Dallas and go yeah. check out the stadium, it's a really cool place, and it has a full pits and the full pit party and stuff. I, I would say Dallas Are, is a good place. Is your chicken to okay. strip clubs at all, Tyler? <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay, because Dallas no. is great for that, too. So, uh, Tampa's pretty good for that, too, though. Oh, Tampa is good for that, too. Good point, Dan, yeah. Um, yeah, what, what big city doesn't have that, right? Right. Um, yeah, all good All good things. I, I would do Dallas, Tyler. Seriously, it's probably okay. cheaper for you to go. It's a great stadium. There's lots of stuff going on. Yeah. The pit party's fine. Um, yeah, go to Dallas. Any live live pulp show there at all? No, unfortunately not. No. Uh, so, all right, okay. buddy. Thank you. All right. All right, thank you. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it. Yeah, Dan. Welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for that answer, by the way. Um, hey, um, let's start with all things Chad Reed because you are the Chad Reed uh, expert. You're part of his team. Um, it, he said it was going to be rough. Uh, we all thought it was. Uh, it wasn't great. Uh, he'll get better, though, right? Yeah, he'll be better. I mean, honestly, for us on the inside, we had him marked down as like a 16th place. So we were right. one off of that. I don't think, you know, if you look at the guys in that class, there's 18 factory guys in that class. So um, there should be 18 guys that really do beat him. He he will get better, though. I think around the Tampa round, when we come back east, he'll have some practice in him, some more riding. Program will be going a little smoother. I would say he'd be somewhere between the 10th to 13th range, and I think that would be good for him. Um, now, towards the end of the year, maybe some guys drop out, things like that, maybe a little higher. But I think if he gets inside the top 10, Okay. You know, and maybe he doesn't like that answer, but I think that's yeah. what would be, be is, good. Is it um, is it testing? Is it physical? Is it is it arm pump, or is it like fitness? Like what what is it mostly? I mean, that was the first time he's ever gotten arm pump. He always made fun of me because I get arm pump basically like when I just started dirt bike. Right. And he he said it wasn't real. That was the first time he's ever. <laughs> he said it, it wasn't real. <laughs> no, he he used to tell everybody it's not real, and I'm like, it is real. So um, he came off, and he goes, hey, it's real. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Right, <laughs> so, right. uh, so yeah, I, I don't know that it's that 
so much as putting the team together is is a lot of work, really. Everything down to team wear and yeah. design, and he has his hand in all that stuff. So he hasn't really been able to focus as much on that, and obviously having the off-season injuries. Um, you were in Paris when he had that crash. So I think that he'll get better all around, but it was nice to see him actually taking in the retirement tour. He hung out with the fans way after the autograph signing. You know, guys like McGrath and Ricky Carmichael and, and Rick Johnson all came over, and he embraced it all. And It's actually good to see him doing that. You know, he's enjoying mm-hmm. the yeah. The farewell tour rather than just being upset about his results yeah i know like good to, you know i came to see him after the race i did i couldn't find him and i'm like i wonder if he's pissed and took off but no, maybe he was, okay he was, he was doing some stuff we had we have some scheduling stuff we got to work around and he was doing some stuff with the felt guys and things but no he was never mad okay. I mean, obviously yeah, yeah. He, he does want to do better don't right. get me wrong that's not that don't take that but he wasn't upset all day he had a great time and um he took it all in which was good to see because i was worried he was going to not do that and not yeah. take it all in yeah i mean and i was worried too like he was just going to be like i hate my bike it's my bike sucks got a test no, you know, like yeah, he, yeah yeah he told us he said if if there was you know the bike someone could win on that motorcycle is what he said okay you know, Some, like, someone not me but someone <laughs> <laughs> i mean he's being realistic yeah yeah like, no, hey, i know someone could win on the bike right. the bike's good right so. uh fly racing moto 60 show presented by get pro taper and maxis how's things at get dan uh uh everything good get and athena yeah things are good uh we have the president and ceo coming this weekend to st louis we have some new products we're we're coming out with so uh he's over here and we've been working on some launch dates and all that stuff so uh yeah things are good um I can't complain about anything. You know, we've right. got uh, uh, a lot of the European teams we've been starting to test with, and te- they test a lot of new products with us because uh-huh. they, they only ride outdoors. So right. it's hard to test new products, and Supercross riders are always weary to test new yeah. things. But yeah. in motocross, they're fine with it. So, yeah, we've been testing some new stuff, so we'll have some big things this year. How was, uh, how was the gas gas stuff? Good? Everything working well with your gas <laughs> gas products? Yeah, we had an awesome platform to go from. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Cold Off obviously has been a big uh, get supporter for the last few yeah. years, and, and now they'll be on Gas Gas, which is, uh, as most people know, is a KTM platform. So, yeah, uh, yeah so it'll be good. We'll, we'll have Gas Gas products as well. All right, Dan. I, I, this is, I, I talk a lot on the review show and the Pulp show and everything else, so I want to ask you some questions. So I, I said that this weekend is really big for Kenny and Eli. Like, I don't need them to win or dominate or anything like that. Look, they were not good. Kenny went backwards. Uh, you know, we know he has a virus or whatever last year. He blamed his bike setup, and that's fine. Uh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, he's a champion and a race winner. Eli said it was arm pump. Dude, I I don't know. Like, did Webb and AC just – I mean, Webb was sick. He, those guys worked, those two guys. And it's just one race, so I'm not going to panic. But, Dan, to me, they need a strong at St. Louis, the, both of those guys. Yeah, I agree. And I think they were the two biggest letdowns for me in either class, uh, Kenny and I mean, Kenny and, and Eli. And I think Cooper was impressive. Uh, he was really sick. He had 104 fever on Thursday. And, I mean, we were with him in the tunnel, and he was sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he rode awesome. I think AC matured a lot. And I thought AC was going to get behind Barsha and then try to win the race and make mistakes, and he didn't. He just settled in for a second, which I thought was awesome. Barsha, we got to give him credit. He rode, he rode yeah. awesome. They've, they've worked a lot on that bike in the last few months. But, yeah, I agree with you. Kenny and, Kenny and Eli were a letdown. I don't know if Kenny is just thinking in the back of his mind, you know, like, I just need to get through these first couple races and then settle in. But, yeah, he wasn't. He got stuck behind Brayton and those guys for a really long time. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I, Eli... Was never really good though. Even in the heat race, he made a bunch of mistakes. Well, he qualified second, surprisingly. I didn't really think that till I went back and looked. Eli was actually second qualifying, which yeah, I didn't he, notice him. 
you know. Yeah, I didn't ever notice him either. Speed-wise was fine, but if you look at the heat race, I rewatched it this morning, and he goes off the track and then makes another mistake. You know, he never was like real good on the track racing-wise. So, but uh, I, I just I, need to see them fight for the win. Wherever they end up is fine, but I gotta, yeah, I just need to see them fight for the win. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I would say my obviously impressed by Barsha and AC, and then well, Kenny and Eli were the biggest letdowns. So let me ask you. Well, okay, considering Webb had that fever, right? He couldn't come on the Pulp Show Monday. He said he couldn't talk. Who was the most impressive guy? I mean, is it is it okay? Like Barsha won the damn thing, so that's pretty good. Uh, AC was the fastest every time he went on the track. He made made a mistake in the main. Um, on Webb, Webb pulled that off with a fever. Like honestly, Dan, it's almost a three way tie for the most impressive guy from Anaheim one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Barsha, he came out and won last year. Yeah, it was muddy, but he won the heat race. He won the main event. He did the same thing this year. I know what they've they've been setting their bike up for this, I think, a lot. He's been in California. Yeah. Curious to see how it goes this weekend. Softer dirt, I believe. Um, things like that. AC was impressive from a standpoint of all of his mistakes he's made in the previous years, he kind of fixed. Yeah, he made a mistake in the main, but the track was tough. It was rutted. But he didn't make that mistake of going right after Barsha and trying to win the race and throwing it away. So I, that was a really good improvement for me to see from AC. And then Cooper, i got to give him credit. He was really sick. Uh, we've all had the flu before, and I don't even want to get out of bed when I have the flu. So yeah. I think he rode awesome. Zach Osborne, to his credit, too, he was also really sick. Um, you know, that's kind of the ride I thought Cooper would have, a 8th yeah. and ninth place. And he rode really good. You know, he fought for that heat race with, with Hill on the last lap. So... I think those three, I agree with you, that were, were pretty much a tie for impressive. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it'll be interesting to see this weekend. I mean, AC's the real deal. I, Dan, I said he wouldn't win a race this year. I would immediately like to take that, that opinion back. Yeah, he's, he, <laughs> speed was no problem, right? Like the, the distance was no problem. And, and I, think, I think maybe maybe Eli's putting that pressure on himself, right? Like he's supposed to be the guy, and then AC goes and qualifies first, you know, runs up front in a heat race. Beats him in the main event. I'm oh. curious to see how that relationship goes. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I know after the Monster Cup, I uh, I asked how it was around the Cowie truck after the win, and I was told that Eli was cool, but there was no mention of John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's tough. You know, you see it in, in, in the past with the Yamaha team you worked on and other teams, you know, yeah. sometimes it can really change the oh, yeah. outlook of it. I was at Bud's Creek when Ferry and Chad were ready to kill each other. You know, like I was there. So, um, all right, let's get some phone calls, Dan. We got uh, Z- we got Zeke about Justin Hill. Zeke, what's up? Do you want to talk about Justin Hill? Uh, yeah, I got a question about Hill. Uh, he got like tenth this weekend, right? Eleventh, uh, I, I was think, wasn't he? Eleventh. Yeah. Is, if he's around there like all year and just has decent qualifying, is that like good for him? Is that enough to get his ride for next year, or does he need to be better than that? You think? I think that that's fine to me. Look at the field, right? Look at everybody that's in there. And but hey, Zeke, he was on, he was top three for a while in qualifying, like you know, at times. So, uh, what do you think, Dan? I think Justin Hill has the talent to be a top five guy. I think he has the talent to be up there, and I think we're just now kind of seeing him start to put his program together. I think Tony Lessie helped him a lot last year. He had a really good program with the bike set up and everything else, but off the bike, I don't think he was as focused. Um, I think he realized that when he didn't get a ride. I think if he's inside the top ten, that's good for him, you know, from the outside looking in, but I think he really does expect himself to be in the top seven. So. Yeah, that'd be that'd be quite a pull for MCR if Malcolm can start getting him in the top five and Hill can get up yeah. there too. Like That'd be pretty crazy. So And for, and for Easy, he's riding awesome. He really is. Yeah. Thanks, Zeke. Yep, thanks. Yep. Yeah, I think Hill, but 
you know, that what you said, Dan, was his high point, but if he can just get around 10th every weekend, that's a win for, for Justin Hill. You know, 100%. just, yep, yeah. uh, I agree. Question for you, Dan, from, uh, from Cody about the TLD team. Cody, what's going on? What's your question for Dan Truman? Hi, guys. I'm wondering about um, TLD KTM. It sounds like they're taking some swings and hiring young guys and everything. They're, they've recently gotten a suspension tech from Pro Circuit. So it seems like they're confident in their team long-term about growth and everything. But from what it sounds like on your shows, uh, it seems like KTM isn't too stoked on the results and everything. Right. I'm wondering what is the opportunity or what are the chances of them becoming the gas gas team, if that's a real thing, or do you think KTM will fold them, will essentially fold TLD and create their own factory team? Now, what do you think, Dan, is going to happen? I, the TLD and KTM guys have been battling. For sure. Uh, KTM placed Moreau on that team. I don't think TLD would have done that. Um, people have told me, keep an eye on JGR uh, if, if KTM leaves TLD. So what do you think, Dan? Yeah, so from what I know, uh, the Moreau thing is true. They really wanted uh, – they they had interest in Moreau. He has a lot of speed. I think Moreau will be an eye-opener come East Coast. He's, he does have a lot of speed, but that was a KTM decision. They want younger riders. They don't want to hire, you know, the older guys of the class. They want younger riders and to develop them. But TLD just moved into the KTM shop, so I don't think anything's going to be changing soon. If, if a team was going to go to a Gas Gas, I would say either the Rocky Mountain team or a JGR team. Uh, in the future would be uh, would be the gas gas route. I don't think that they would take the, the TLD team. Just yeah, because, because the KTM program. needs a 250 team. The, the orange yeah, team I, needs. I don't think uh, with them moving into the shop, that kind of tells me they're long-term as far as right. they, hired, they did hire the tech from Pro Circuit. They also hired Rich, who used to be with Cole Seeley for a long time, and Justin Brayton as a crew chief. They, they have built a really good staff mm-hmm. uh, for long-term, and I think they're going to then build off the riders. So they have a good team. Similar to the MotoGP way they do it, they build a really good staff and then bring the riders. Yeah. So I think that uh, I think they'll stay KTM for a long time. Yeah, you think, I think okay. You think that's going to happen? All right, there you go, yeah. Cody. Okay. Thanks, Thank for, you thanks so much. for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Shad's on. Uh, Shad's on four. What's up, Shad? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're cool. here. How's it going? What's that's up? Am I loud? No, you're good. Nothing. Hey, I got real quick. I'll take a bunch of time up. Got a few questions. Um, your live show for the East Coast. I'm really wanting to go, and I'm not. I'm not sure where you're going. We're not either. We don't really. We don't have anything planned. We oh, had one. Yeah. We, we had one dial in for Atlanta. It kind of fell through at the last minute. Um, not Detroit. I'm near Indiana. I'm in Indiana, dude, so I'm near Detroit. We're lucky to be alive in Detroit Friday night if we go out. Well, don't um, drink the water, you know. You should do one at Mons in Tampa. Oh, that'd be Friday. great. Yeah, Mons <laughs> Venus. Can you, Dan? I know you could probably arrange that for us. Uh, uh, and then uh, also a shout out to Dan Truman, uh, the VIP program. Um, you get a signed jersey with that, and then uh, you know most downloads. I'm I'm seeing uh, the Steve uh, uh, Estefan and uh, Reed. You're going to get the most downloads ever if you get them two online. Yeah, oh, we had Joe. we had uh, we had Estefan uh, we had Estefan in studio, Dan, and uh, you know obviously we got around to Chad talk, and they were you know obviously buddies forever, and so yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Uh, uh, Steve, Steve beat me in the worst poker beat of my life. Really? When I was, oh, when I was a when I was a poor mechanic for thousands of dollars. JT knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, the how, good old days. And how mad were you? 
I, I drove home very upset and wondering how I'm going to get to the race the next weekend because I spent like three of my paychecks. What? But oh, <laughs> it was well, that's a lot. Thanks, Chad. Thank you. Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Get, Pro Taper, and Maxis. Uh, Dan Truman from Get and Athena. Yeah, it was interesting to hear. Like, they're still... Dan, Chad obviously uh, does, isn't represented by Steve anymore, but you know they still sound like they talk, and it was fine. The breakup was fine, and all that. So it was, uh, it was. Yeah, interesting. it's all good. Steve actually is—he's been awesome. Uh, even when I need some advice on things that I'm helping Chad with, I can shoot Steve a text, right, and, and right. he'll get right back to me and help me out. So uh, yeah, he's, he's been cool. All right, let's go to uh, Mike. Uh, St. Louis live show tomorrow night at the St. Louis Motor Museum. What's going on? Mike, you there? Yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah Steve. Okay, where, where'd you say it was? Uh, the Saint, uh, Moto Museum, downtown Moto St. Museum. Louis. Yeah, the St. Louis. Uh, it's Moto Museum, I think it's called, or Moto Europa okay. or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going, so I just wanted to make sure. And, and what time does it start? Uh, starts at uh, 7. Um, okay. You need at to get seven. tickets, like, right now. Like, the, we're okay. pretty much sold out, so you need to hang up and okay. get tickets. Okay. And, and what do they run? Uh, I think they run, for the general admission, I think they're 30 each. Okay. Okay. Thirty bucks each. Okay. Cool. Well, hey, check I out pulpmex.com. All the all the infos there, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, all right. Let's go to uh, Ari's on one. Ari, what's up, man? Hey, I was just calling to uh, give you a little theory on Justin Marshall for this year. Uh, he's got that long hair back. I think the long hair savage is back. What do you think? What about Dan? The long hair. Uh, I think yeah, Justin's I think- happy. I, I think Justin's happy. He got married. Uh, he's getting to make some decisions at Yamaha, it sounds like, with, with his bike choices. And we all know what a happy rider can do. Uh, I would like to see Justin back it up in the next few weeks. Last year he hurt his wrist right after the win, so we never really got to see his potential. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see him back it up here in the next few weeks. Yeah. All right. There yeah. we go, Ari. Thanks, man. <laughs> yep. Uh, five is Jerry. Jerry, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how you doing, friend? What's up? What's up? Hey, so I don't know about you, but Saturday night's race was boring. Um, it, we, it, the, there was two flat corners, single line. Um, we need more nets. We need more nets in Supercross. Uh, so what do we got to do to make that happen? I don't know. I, I've, I mean, I've ranted and raved enough about them. I mean, they look like they cost the $2,500. So... Yeah. You know, what about Marty would have been saved? Marty's bike would have been saved. They're a net there. Um, yeah, ridiculous. They're, they're a great invention. They've worked great. They've saved lives. And they cost about $2,500. And I do not know why. You don't know what they cost. Well, Dan, how much do you think they cost, Dan? I mean, come on. I don't know what they cost, but we did have this talk Friday night when Chad shot his video about the nets. Uh, there'll be two nets at the races, so they'll at least have more more bolt horns, but there is only two nets. Right. So. And they, they need a lot more. 100%. Uh, Jerry, I agree with you. I'm going to give you a set of pro taper tie downs, all right? <laughs> Do you want them? Yeah, I'll take them. All right, we're going to put you on hold. You win a set of pro taper tie downs. <laughs> ProTaper.com. See, Jerry brings up the nets. He wins some tie downs. It's, it's that easy. Uh, let's go to Jeff on three. Jeff, you want to talk about AC and Tomac? Yeah. Still, to be honest, got a new job. I've never listened live, so thanks for taking my call. Yeah, no problem. So, you guys touched on it a little bit ago, but how do you think the dynamic in the truck may be if Tomac is back in 7th through 10th and, to- and uh, Adam's out front, 
and Tomac's talking about setup issues like he has in the past, saying he needs to get comfortable to go fast, but AC's out front killing it. Their bikes are totally different, though. They run different yeah. everything. They have their own crew chiefs on the team. It's basically like a NASCAR team. There's a, you know, a two different cars. So I don't think that it's going to come to that because he gets to pick his own setup and stuff. The team's not saying, hey, Eli, you have to run this. So, I mean, at least that's my opinion on it. You know, they each have their own crew chief and everything. So, I know that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, it, I think that whole thing will be overblown a little bit unless they start banging bars into it, you know? Um, yeah. But the team will be fair. There'll be no internal politics or anything with the co- with the team and all that. So, you know, they all get they all get to do what they want to do as far as you know choices that they want to run. They're still using different suspension. Yeah, right? yep. even yeah, yeah. Show so, and KYB. I mean, like one yeah. uses KYB and one uses Showa. So I mean, they're getting to make their own choices. So if it's bike set up, it's on the rider at this point. I think right. you know he, he's the one choosing that stuff. So. Yep. So thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thanks. Yeah, a lot of people are into this uh, conspiracy theories and anger, angers between anger between the two guys. You know, uh, I, I don't see it so much. I don't see that. I, we'll see, but you know, things yeah, have turned south. I don't see it that much. I, I think Eli's going to come out and win one of these races by twenty seconds, and then everyone's going to be like, "Oh, okay, he's back." Yeah, yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, I agree. Fly racing. Moto60 Show, flyracing.com, uh, Pro Taper, Maxis, Get, all on board with us, of course. Uh, Glenn Koldenhoff using the Get products. Uh, tons of riders uh, using Get as well in Europe. And JGR is uh, close, works closely with you guys at Get, Dan, huh? Yeah, JGR has been a, a big Get supporter for many years. Um, obviously, they had a little rough go um, with guys crashing out and stuff this weekend. Amart and... Um, you know, Freddie and, and Jimmy is filling in on the 450, but the personnel and the staff is always awesome to work with. So. Listen, if you had told me before Anaheim won that Jimmy and Freddie would miss main event, I'd be like, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? Like what I'm saying is so they were right there, and that, they were yeah. in. So Yeah, they got a, you know, uh, Jimmy got a little lucky with, uh, I think it was Benny going down in the heat race, but still, I mean, he put himself in a position and he got in. So, yeah, yeah. I think it was awesome for both of them. Yeah, absolutely. So. And Fre- Freddie was a big improvement. I'll give him an Im- I did not think he was going to be as good as he was uh, all day. Both practices, the main event, he got together with Bogle. wasn't really his fault. So I think he rode awesome. Yeah. Um, well, good to know you guys work with those guys. Uh, thanks, Dan. Thanks for coming on. And, again, if you want a Pulpomex discount on Get and Athena, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, we're going to be here all year with Dan on a lot. So just use the contact form at pulpmex.com, and, and Truman will look after you. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for the time. Thanks. All right. Okay. See you later. That's Dan Truman, Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show. Still looking to give away a set of FR5 boots from the folks at Fly Racing. Let's get our next guest on, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? I'm good. I am uh, inbound, headed uh, to the airport in a little bit, headed to St. Louis, round two. What are your feelings? We broke this down. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a monster truck January 18th and 19th uh, in St. Louis, and uh, Dan said that it was supposed to be Oakland, but the Raiders were, were actually pretty good and maybe going to make the playoffs. So they bounced it to St. Louis, no doubt because of the Monster Jam connection there. But what's your overall thoughts on St. Louis being the second round? Other than the the cost incurred for the teams and, and fell too, let's not forget they have 18 semi-trucks of their own that they have to send back and forth. I don't, I don't mind it. I, I'm totally fine with it other than the cost incursion. So uh, I... I Harking back to the days when, you know, Houston was second several years. And, shoot, we can talk about Orlando being first on the schedule for many years, right? Yeah. They had to cross the country. So yep, yep, yep. It's, it's not like we've never seen stuff like this, but I certainly understand it, especially guys like 
uh, Michael Lindsay and some of these teams, I mean, it's, it's a hurdle that they really couldn't overcome. So I get both sides of it, but for us and, and the fans, especially the St. Louis local fans who generally had to wait until, you know, February at the earliest, I think it's pretty cool for them to get into the series this early. Yeah. How do you think the dirt's going to be? I've, I've, I've seen on Twitter people said it's been stored inside. Yeah, I don't think it'll be much different. Um, you know, once you get into November, December, the weather's pretty consistent out there. It's wet and cold and rainy and snowy. So I don't see it being much different just because January versus, you know, February, March, April, it should all be the same. It should be the same great dirt that we're accustomed to. We're going to miss some guys in Germany, like Brees and Bowers and Chiz. So that opens up three spots for a 450 main event. Uh, A-Ray, Cunningham. Cunningham's a lock, right? Uh, A-Ray, uh, Bloss should all be in. Yeah, you know, there was, there were a few guys like that that were really on the edge. And uh, you look at, like, Bowers and that LCQ, uh, it was down to the last corner for those guys between um, uh, Cunningham, Bowers, and uh, who, was the, who was the fourth there? I can't remember who jumped in there. Um, but those guys, you know, even I think guys like Freddie Norin and Kyle Cunningham and all those guys, I mean, it wasn't a given that they were going to qualify. So to get them in and to have a little bit of breathing room where they're not just, you know, on the edge of their seat all day and night, uh, probably be a little nice break for them. 250 class. We talked a lot of 450s with uh, with Dan, so let's talk 250s. We're coming up with our St. Louis correspondent, by the way, Michael Antonovich. He's on the boots on the ground there in St. Louis. Um, 250 class for you, JT. Man, like Craig looked good, looked impressive for sure, um, and and Moseman was you know s- decently strong. But man, I think we already see our our top three guys from most races right now. The not a lot to separate them with Forkner, Ferrandis, and Cooper. I. I I mean, Craig can get in there if they make a mistake, but all things being equal, those three guys look to be the class to me. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the same strategy that I do with, um, you know, pretty much every other Anaheim one is just don't draw any hard conclusions based off of this race. Uh, but we knew those were mostly the good guys. I will say I was interested to see how most men would respond in 2020. You go back to last season, and there were a few races. Denver really was the one uh, that I remember most vividly where he was a factor. I mean, he was running Centrilla wide, and he was absolutely in the mix. Um, he had a pretty difficult A1. But having said that, he left with, uh, you know, a fourth-place finish. And then on top of that, you know, we have to we have to look and see how Christian Craig responds because he really hasn't been in the mix or done any – high-level racing where he was even relevant for at least a couple of years. So after he's got a race under the, his belt, can he find that just tiny little extra bit it's going to take to to run up front with those guys for, for 15 minutes? Hartraft had a really impressive main coming from the back. McAdoo had a really impressive heat catching Craig and Ferrandis. Mm-hmm. Those are podium sneaker, sneaky podium guys. Yeah. Um, what do you mean, yeah? Like you don't seem like it. You bit you know, you took a breath there. Well, yeah, I think it's just it's just gonna be challenging. I mean those guys are the guys at the front are really, really good. So um I don't know. if you told me at the end of the year that that uh Ferrandis and Forkner were on the podium every single race, mm-hmm. 
I would not be shocked at that. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Now, now you're leaving one spot for a lot of guys to to fill into. That's really the only the only hesitation I had. Yeah, like if no one makes a mistake, who's going to outride those three guys to get on there? Outride them. Yeah. For, right. Right. And and I, I guess I should be putting Cooper in there too after such a great weekend. Just coming into the weekend, I had Forkner and, and Ferrandis on my podium every single race. It's just a lot of a lot of good guys to to round out one spot. Um. Which did McAdoo or uh, or or uh, McAdoo or Hartraff, either one to you come above the other? Like as far as catch your eye, I really liked what I saw from McAdoo as far as flashing with speed, uh, but he also had some some big crashes, so he he needs to get rid of that because as we saw with Forkner last year, you only kind of get so many of those before you end up in the asteroid or the Alpine Stars medical truck, so. I would like to see him smooth out a little bit, and, and I'm sure those crashes are born from, hey, I've got to go really fast here. Like, I'm on Mitch's team, and, and I'm expected to be on the podium. So that adds a little bit of riding on the edge for him. Um, but hopefully he can keep that keep that intensity but smooth out from the mistakes. Oh, because I, Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's, it's really a fine line there between being able to withstand eight or nine races riding right on the ragged edge and crashing without it really affecting your series. I uh I, I was down on Forkner's race. I mean I really was. I from from the from the cutting of the track, which I don't understand what, what goes through his mind or these other guys' mind, to the big crash in practice, to the you know, the mistake in the main event, like dude, I didn't see a lot of maturity or changes in his program. I didn't really think he was over the top in practice. You know, those crashes that we saw last year in uh, all the qualifying sessions, mm-hmm. I really felt like he was pushing too much. I felt like he was letting pride get in the way, and he just had to be the fastest qualifier, and, you know, he was willing to take huge risks to accomplish that. I didn't really see that this weekend, and I'm going to be on the lookout for it again this weekend. Uh, I just think he, you know, those whoops were really difficult. I mean, we saw everybody from Jet Lawrence to Zach Osborne to lots of guys have big crashes there. So I don't, I don't think it was that, or I hope it wasn't. Uh, throwing away a title last year and destroying your ACL, if, if that doesn't teach you a lesson about qualifying practice doesn't matter at all, mm-hmm. then I don't know what else will. So <laughs> I certainly hope he, yeah, I certainly hope he wasn't doing doing that and worried about, you know, I have to be faster than Ferrandis in qualifying. Because as we always talk about, everybody gets so excited about these qualifying sessions, and then, you know what? When the opening ceremonies is going on and it's time to go racing, no one cares anymore. Like, it, it literally matters for, like, two hours, and then nobody cares anymore. Dude, we broke this down with Barsha. Like, he qualified seventh, okay? And I said, oh, were you worried or all? He's like, no. He goes, that was third gate pick, fourth gate pick, like, for the Heat. Yep. Like, who cares? Like, anywhere in the top ten, and you have a top five gate pick, for the heat, which will put you almost wherever you want to go, and you're fine. But but time after time, we see these guys flipping people off and, 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 and trying to take people out and getting waving their hands and freaking out because they're not able to lay this, flat, this, this, this mega lap down. And in the end, it doesn't really matter. AC got $500 yeah. bonus from Pro Circuit to, to have fast qualifier. Right. And it's not even that. It, it doesn't. The money's certainly not the, the no, issue. It, no, no. It's pride and it's immaturity. Those, right. Those Thank are really you. the two things. Thank and, you. and if you look at all, I would tell a guy like that, like Forkner, if he's still suffering from that, and I don't know that, 
Uh, go look at Kenny Roxon. Go look at Chad Reed. Go look at they didn't care. No. They literally don't care at all. They know that none of that matters. Come Sunday afternoon, other than we know that Centurillo qualified great, I couldn't have told you where Barsha qualified. I would have had no idea. No. If you told me seventh, if you told me ninth, if you told me fifth, I would have been like, yeah, okay, I would have corrected you because I would have had no idea. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I agree. I, I've always said, like, what are you freaking out for? Calm down. Get your time in. Finish top eight and go to the race go get a good get, get you know you're happy so uh anyways uh we got uh carlos on one a question about j uh fly gear for you jt carlos go ahead hey oh no man i just want to say i bought the uh the coral uh light hydrogen gear and man that stuff is amazing i mean it's super light ventilated yeah looks good man i love it man it's Good job on that man thanks carlos jt light hydrogen is the choice of many many riders of fly yeah, it's it's one that we've really tried to push the envelope with, and uh, we have some really exciting stuff coming for that line, too. I, I can't talk about it yet, but uh, it gets me pumped up to know what's coming. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, and it's not just fly racing. Obviously, that's the one we're concerned with and I'm concerned with, but I think the industry in general has come a long way as far as new materials and, and better freedom of movement and all that stuff, so... I think the next step for fly racing is to get Steve Matheson some size 38 white hydrogen. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I need some. Yeah, I mean, I just I, – my gear is good, dude. Like, it's good. I know. It, it doesn't I, even, I'm telling you. Like, I know, I'm but it's not you. even worn out. It's fine. Dude, the, yeah, the but you got, a, you got a lot of formulas, just, too. I do have a lot like of formulas. Back, man. <laughs> it's, it's so nice. I mean, you can, you know, make it a little snug on the back with that little knob. Yeah. Dude, it's yeah, awesome. the boa. Yeah, yep. the boa is new to light hydrogen. Yeah. Uh, only, like, last year, JT, I think it started? Uh, 2018. 2018, yeah. Board, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. thanks, Carlos. I uh, appreciate the call. Do you want the FR5 boots, Carlos, to top off the... Uh, Dude, yeah. I, I've got Fox boots right now, and it looks way off, so dude, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, we got to get... You're not... Kiefer would not be proud. I don't know. Did you plan on no. winning these boots, Carlos? Is this Was this the plan? Call in? No, compliment? No, I, okay, I, right. I was actually going to tell you guys, I'm saving pennies to get me a, uh, a Formula helmet, too, because you know, I'm running Fox as well, and uh, you know, Kiefer would be pissed. Oh, Kiefer would be so pissed. The the Formula uh, helmet is next level for the folks at Fly Racing. Uh, no, I, I, I can't. I heard. I can't talk enough about it. It, it is pricey. But it's worth it. It's got a lot of innovations, and uh, it's lightweight. Oh, my God. It's so good. Uh, all right. Stay on hold. We'll get you the FR5 boots. Chris Blose running these boots to a championship down south, uh, Carlos. So stay on hold. All right. Thank you, sir. No problem. All right. Let's go to Brain. Brain, what's up? Boys, hope all is well. So with uh, with Horkner wadding himself on Saturday, I wonder what the rules are on if if Jordan or if Jordan Smith or Marchbanks were there, which I assume at least one of them were attendance, could Mitch have said, "Hey, I realize you guys, one of you doesn't have practice, but go no, race no, you, race you, no, you have to you have to practice to be okay. Yeah, you have to practice, but um, so they couldn't take, they Jay, couldn't take Fortner's time. But no, no, no. But years okay. ago, did Langston did Langston eat it in press day JT, and they moved him off that coast, I believe, and they threw a guy in like literally. Hey, you're racing tomorrow because Langston wadded himself in press day. I've seen it happen. I think the one I remember was Gossler. Gossler ruined himself uh, on press day, broke both heels, and they moved a guy in last second. Yeah, um, yeah. But so yeah, that- as, as long as you don't go out for, and I think they, I think they've even allowed people to go out in free practice. And when they rode free practice, they got hurt. 
and then they've even moved them then. I've ah, seen that happen. I think you're right. Yeah, so qualifying practice is the second practice, Brain. And so yeah. I think JT's right. Yeah, if you the first one is just like whatever, and that doesn't count. So if you wad up in that one, you could have maybe grabbed Jordan Smith and threw him on the bike. <laughs> Can you imagine? I know. I know. Like, you just wake up oh, and you're like, yeah, East Coast, you're yawning in bed or whatever, and then it's like, hey, dude, you're racing. <laughs> yeah, come on down. So, <laughs> Well, I, I remember, I remember uh, Tommy Hahn ate it one year. Or, uh, yeah, and, and they had Josh Grant race the West. I think it was maybe 07 or 08 or something like that. Geico had that, or Factory Honda had that. That's kind of what made me wonder that. But that might have been on press day, like you guys said. Yeah, makes sense. So thanks. Thanks, Brian. See you guys. Thank you. Uh, JT, where do you, what do you think about Jet Lawrence's ride? I think he's 17 now. I don't know if he's still 16. I think he turned 17. Uh, first Supercross. He, he, he won the Futures in uh, U.S. Open or Monster Cup. He looked great running that. So um, what do you think? A lot of mistakes, a lot of flash, though. Yeah, he's good. He just needs to calm down a little bit. I mean, he crashed several times. He had a good one in the long set of whoops, the same whoops as Forkner. I think he'll be better. Um, you know, it, it's funny because he's so loose and charismatic and just doesn't seem to feel the pressure at all when he's off the bike, but he certainly looked like he was feeling the pressure on the bike this past weekend. So I think uh, it was a learning learning process for him. His first American Supercross. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of smart people around him. I'm sure, you know, Ryan Dungy had some, some wise words for him uh, because, really, there's no pressure for him. They don't expect him to win, or I, I don't think they do. Uh, they, they shouldn't, yeah. No, so uh, yeah, just, I don't think so. Yeah, go out there and, and put good laps in, but don't, don't try to set the world on fire. You know, his, his future on that team, in my opinion, is sealed. I can't imagine them letting him go. So, really, it's just about learning and, and slowly finding the pace of Forkner and Ferrandis, not going out there and hurting yourself because that's going to set you back pretty quickly. So before we let you go, who's the winners this weekend in St. Louis, JT? I will take uh, – I think Cooper Webb's going to bounce back and find a way to win this weekend. Uh, he really impressed me overcoming sickness and a really rough practice and all that stuff. I, I think the whoops will come in for him the way they're, the whoops are coming right out of a corner. I think that sets up for him perfectly and, and what his strengths are. And uh, in the 250 class, I'm going to go with Ferrandis. Um, you know, a, a better start, and uh, you know, maybe Justin Cooper isn't quite as good as he was last week. Last week, um, I think Ferrandis on those conditions with a lot of traction, he he might be the best guy anyway. But I, I'll give him the win this weekend. Start was garbage, huh? His, uh, his start, it's pretty Boy, bad. It was bad. Yeah, pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, flyracing.com. Please check him out on the web. Uh, visit your local dealers. JT's on his way to St. Louis. Uh, VIP program all year long over there. Um, so, JT, you still got spots open, I imagine. I do. Yeah, yeah. We're we're partnered with Feld this year, so you can reach out to me however you feel fit, email, social media, whatever, um, and I can get you in touch with the nice people at Feld and get you dialed in for one of these races this year. Hold on. Before we let you go, we got a, Anton, you there? Yes, I am. So JT and okay. I are on this group text with Wygant. Um, he needs a place to stay uh, Saturday night after the race because he's got an early flight and he refuses to spend money on a hotel room. So JT was just sending him to an IHOP uh, by the stadium. Is that is that cool? I would not do that. <laughs> East St. Louis. No, you got to go over the bridge and then find the nearest IHOP. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, you could do that. I would probably go to uh, Larry's, uh, Larry Flint's in 
East St. Louis, PTs, wherever. Okay. Just not IHOP. Right. Bad he, things are going to happen in the uh, well, he'll be, places. He'll be doing his race report there. It's trying to save money, you know, <laughs> and uh, so we'll never see him again. So. Yeah. I mean, hell, if he, if he does it at one of the uh, nice establishments on the east side of the river, He'll be quiet and safe and have uh, interesting people to talk to and watch him work. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. JT, thanks. Appreciate it. All right, guys. See you. Thanks for coming on. That's Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. Swap Moto Live's Michael Antonovich. Anton, the Supercross is back in your home city. Praise be. Yeah. <laughs> how do you feel? How do you feel about this event? You've never lived in St. Louis and worked the race, really, right? Yeah. I was an intern, uh, like, 9, 10, 11, okay. but now this is like the real deal. Yeah. Uh, I just really hope that people show up the way that they need to um, to keep this venue on the schedule in the future because those last few years were rough. Um, so uh, we had a guy call in earlier, and I, don't need, and I can't verify this. I don't know this, but he said there was tons of tickets available, uh, he, he said. Yeah, there's quite a few. I mean, it's not – there's some sections that are completely sold out, um, which is good, but mm-hmm. then you look at others and there's like 50, 60, 70, 86 tickets left in a section, and then some of the whole upper bowls are like completely yeah. but that's, full. But that's common. That's you common. Know, like, that's com- that doesn't mean anything as far as the success no. of this race, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, there have been times in Indianapolis that the top bowls aren't sold out or anything like that. It just it depends. Uh, I really think that them moving this race back uh into this part of the year instead of later in the schedule is going to help because, dude, it's, it's what are you going to do in January in St. Louis? Like, it's freezing cold outside. So, typically, it's been like Blues playoff games or Cardinal mm-hmm. games, like first part of the season, Mardi Gras, whatever. Yeah. There's nothing to really compete with right now. Um, you, uh, uh, the dirt's been stored inside, from what I hear? Yeah, there was, right before Christmas, there was a, like, dirt track, like, car racing race there, which is this huge deal. Uh, it's like a one-fifth of a mile, like, oval. And it was a huge, like, four-day race. So the dirt's been inside for a while. I think Monster Jam is coming up pretty soon, too, so the stuff has been there. Uh, so it's not like it's been frozen and setting out. But even if it was setting outside, like, we've had pretty consistent weather lately. It's not been too terribly cold. Um, is it true that you can rent that uh, the Jones Dome for 8 bucks? is what JT said? I or Dan Dan Truman, it, I believe. I believe Dan Truman said that. Eight bucks. I don't think it would really be that much more expensive, to okay. be quite honest. So there is nothing, <laughs> nothing there. Like, the city is doing a really good job. We're supposed to be getting a soccer team and some other stuff like that. Um, and with the Blues there, like, I mean, it's hockey town now. But, yeah, that stadium just sets vacant for most of the year. Um, it's going to be cold, you told me, right? It's cold. That's the weird thing. So it's like 50 degrees right now. But then there's a storm front moving in, which doesn't matter because the stadium's inside. But anybody that lives in the Midwest, particularly St. Louis, like you'll get all four seasons in a week. So it's like 55 today. It's supposed to be 30 on Saturday and Sunday, I think. But we're supposed to get like five inches of rain between now and Sunday. Oh, boy. Oh, that should be fine. If it freezes, then that'd be great. Yeah, it'll be awesome. So everybody (laughs) can come just stay at my house when your flights get canceled on Sunday. Yeah, really, right? Um, Yeah. Hey, uh... I'll, 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 I don't want to touch on the same subject with you that I did on the other guys, but I am interested in your opinion, so I'm going to do it anyways. Um, Might as well. AC, Barsha, and Webb, I, I mean, they're almost in a three-way tie for most impressive. Uh, Webb being sick and coming through, AC for that speed, and Barsha for winning the damn race. Uh, you agree? Yeah, uh, we did our podcast with Don yesterday, so not to, like, conflict, but 
Barsha has been great at Anaheim 1 historically. Like, it's not like he's really been a bust. The years that he's been healthy have, have been good. Um, so this is good to see. I think you and I both agreed on that Supercross preview show. You put Justin Barsha on a bike he likes, let's see what happens. Uh, he's just got to stay healthy. That first year at Yamaha, he was going really well until he got landed on in Dallas, and then yeah. everything went to pieces. And then last year, hated the bike and crashed his brains out every week. Like, he was just the walking wounded by the time we got to Nashville. Uh, for AC, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of blown away. And not in a bad way, but he did a very good job at, like, talking down the expectations of everybody around him after mm-hmm. winning Monster Cup. Yep. And so it came in where it's like, well, what can Adam really do? Does he not think that he's going to be a top-five guy? What's going to be? And then he's fastest qualifier all day. It's like, oh, he's legit. Like, he's legit, legit. Um, and then for Webb, I, I, not to sound like I'm, like, kissing his ass or anything like that, but I, I was very surprised that so many people discredited him, you guys included, uh, in the Supercross preview shows because – he was so consistent last year, and I think that that was actually a good thing for him because now he's just full of piss and vinegar and wants mm-hmm. to prove everybody wrong again. Yeah. Uh, to be as sick as he was, 15th place in qualifying, that was unbelievable. Uh, I was in the Red Bull KTM truck Saturday night, like after the race was over, waiting to get How Was Your Weekend, and Roger came in, and he's like, yeah, I thought we were not getting a top 10 finish tonight, so yeah. this is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, right? Um yeah, a couple of takes that I really wish I could have back is uh, underestimating Cooper Webb and then saying AC wasn't going to win. Yeah, uh, and fair. Like, fair things to say because AC, is, it's so unknown what can happen that first year. And, I mean, good on him to come out well, and kill it. I just think that that, that, that Monster Cup track, they just I don't I want anything to do with that track as far as, like, judging guys, right? Like, I'm just like, no. oh, God, he won on that, some track and, for Super Minis. So. Not that many guys there, other things like that, yeah. Right. So, and, and he did a good job at talking that all down, too. Like, look, it was Monster Cup. It doesn't mean anything. It's just this deal. But now here he is, and he's legit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, your guy, Benny Bloss. We know you're president of the Benny Bloss fan club. Your wife is, all of that. Uh, yeah. Well, she's president. You're just a member, I guess. Um, yeah. Had a bad back going in. Do you think he'll be better? I think so. Um not a lot of testing time either. It seems like a lot of stuff was going on just getting everything sorted out. These last few months have been a big struggle for Benny, um, trying to get all this stuff going, finding out the bike stuff he likes. I mean, that's a completely different bike than the KTM. And then he was going to do a test with Ross Maeda and everybody at Enzo right before Anaheim wanted to get everything sorted, and then he hurts his back, and he can't even do that. So they were just kind of – going in with little information. Uh, I hope with some rest that Benny could be back because he is a main event caliber guy. And to see him not there at this very important point of his career is frustrating for him and his family and everybody, because like, this is how people start to lose faith in a rider. And it's like, yo, he gets three bad results this year and he's going to fall off and it sucks, but Benny is totally capable of doing this, especially when we get outdoors. That's going to be a top five guy if everything goes his way. Yeah, I knew I I had to get some Benny Bloss talk in here before we let you go, Anton. Uh, Nick's on one. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. How we doing? Good. What's going on? Well, I I realize there's been a bunch of talk about the handicaps on Pulp Fantasy. I'm kind of panicked. I'm worried about the boys being in a monster party doing cocaine when we've got Jerry Robin at 11. Adam Entignap at a 12. Like, what happened to the 16s that had a slim chance of making it? I don't know, Nick. I don't know. 
Like, that's why the game's fun, right? I want to gamble a little bit, but I can't even gamble. Yep. I'm a little frustrated, too. We did our Pulp MX Fantasy podcast. It just came out maybe two hours ago, Nick. And, uh, yeah, I'll let the handicappers know what I think. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I just want more. Yeah, I want more chances to gamble. I want higher point totals and all of that. But uh, not, yeah, not this year. Gary Robbins a fucking eleven. I know, Nick. Class. I know. You guys never made a main event, and he's an eleven. Like, oh yeah, he should be in the main. Like, he's an eleven. Like, I know, Nick. I know. I'm gonna fire them all. How's that? Is that put, put up a poll? You know, we gotta do something here. Right. I'll do that. Thanks for playing, though. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Anton, you don't play Pulp Mix Fantasy, but that's the frustration uh, our, our players no, have. No, I, I signed up, and then I got so busy Saturday that I didn't get to set my picks. Oh, but the thing, yeah, but I mean, it happens every year. The thing is, for everybody, though, look at the entry list for this weekend because it is not what you think it is. There are so many guys racing in Germany, yeah. and there are other guys that are just not going to make the trip. Yep. I mean, it's 4,000 miles in a week. They're not going to do it. Yeah, we, so be smart with whoever you think is going to be in this main event. No Chiz, no Brees, no Bowers, uh, and we got an empty naps out. Yeah, uh, Chiz, Brees, Bowers. Uh, yeah, a couple other guys. Raper's not going to be there. There's, there's quite a few guys that make the night exciting that won't be there this weekend so this is a good chance for some dudes to get a breakthrough yeah. i mean you just took away shit three four main event capable guys so yeah. that opens the door for some guys that were on the cusp last week yeah kyle cunningham's got to be in now <laughs> poor kyle yeah weird he's not on the entry list but he says he's going so <laughs> ama ama or hep or kyle or who who knows right Someone. But, yeah. but like good on them it's hard and trying to herd cats i would imagine I hear a lot of complaints from guys about this second round being in St. Louis, and and I, you know, we talked about talked about a little bit on the show already. Like, I get it, man. I I just I don't know sometimes what Feld thinks. You know, like they'll be like, "Oh, Houston was round two one year, and this is only a little bit further." Well, how about you don't do that at all? How about you don't do it, it at all? I get it. Um, totally understand that, and I feel for everybody because this is not the five hour drive to Phoenix that it was forever. You know, so this is hard. But at the same time, too. They have to make decisions that they probably feel are capable, and they are getting a a smoking deal on stadium rent, and b the dirt's been there for a while. So like, click it off, and and hell, if nobody shows up, they're still going to make money on this thing. So yeah, okay. Why why does it always like, hey, we can save money? Nah, screw the teams and riders and saving money. We're saving money, so let's do this. Like I, that takes precedent way too much. So uh, yeah, but and like not you and I had a bunch of like meetings with people at Feldman and things like that. The current generation that is in charge, they're really trying hard to make this not be the promoters versus everybody. Yeah, um, I agree. And I think that maybe this stuff was done before they really were able to build that relationship a little bit more. I don't know. Because it is going to ding it a little bit, but they, they totally do have to make these things much, much more cohesive between everybody. Because it is in other sports, you know, you can't do anything without it but then you do have to remember like it's football season so good luck finding a baseball stadium right now on the west coast or somewhere that's got to be usable that's not going to be like open open air or not going to get rained out that is you know available a lot of stuff that goes into it so i understand when things like this happen no i get it it's just uh it sucks. You know, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. We're, we're not healthy enough to have our, our guys do this kind of drive and, you know, have teams that can't go and riders can't go and all of that. But, hey, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it is. I mean, I'll be there, so whatever. Uh, hey, before we let you go, Mike Antonovich from Swap Moto Live on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, presented by Get, Pro Taper, and Maxis. Who you got for the win? Both classes. Um, to be honest, I, I really think Barsha could do it twice. Wow. It'll be interesting because yeah. – 
it'll be interesting to see how this this bike is on a track like St. Louis. I mean, arguably the best dirt on this circuit, depending on who you talk to. Um, so it's going to be soft, and it's going to be the way it is. It is still going to break down, but he rode really well on a broken-down track last week, uh, and I think he's confident and happy and just wants to show everybody, like, hey, I can stick these things together. I can string them along because he's been a championship guy with the red plate before mm-hmm. and then just gets landed on and busts his hand. Uh, 250 class, I kind of want to think that Ferrandis is going to do it just because he seems so fired up after last week. Like yeah. that dude is yeah. pissed that he lost. Yeah, yeah. His start was garbage, but think about what he did with that start. If he gets anywhere better, you know. Yeah, so. I mean substantially faster than the other guys all through the day. And I asked him at the end of the night. I was like, "Hey, like you knew you were faster. Did that give you peace of mind? Like I know that I'm going to be able to make these passes." He's like, "Nope." Just need to be up front. It doesn't matter how fast I am if I'm not in it. Yeah, uh, Ferrandis can be a blunt interview, huh? Like, he's just, <laughs> yeah, he's not scared. No, uh, and I think, that, like, that's cool. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. a good yep, thing. Yep. And, and he, it depends, like, if you're smart enough and you're able to go find interviews that he does with uh, other people, like, you really get a good picture of the guy, and he is here to get a job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you have your facts wrong or he doesn't like your opinion, he'll just tell you. Oh, he'll yeah. tell you. Oh, yeah. And Which, that's good. No, that's yeah. good. I got no problem with it. I, I enjoy nope. talking to the guy for sure. So, uh, All right, Anton, congratulations on your race coming back on the schedule. And uh, big thanks for the for the Antonoviches this weekend for sure. This, uh, Do we think we're going to get some pizza delivered to the press box? Oh, yeah. Talk to my brother. We'll make a legit order this time. We won't get all wo- weird and after you, it. We'll just. Wow. We'll, my next question was: Can you redeem yourself? Do you feel like in this situation? We'll get you. We'll get you a like supreme pizza. <laughs> you tell me what you want. We'll, it, we'll make it happen. It doesn't need to be supreme. It just needs to be not be fucking barbecue and mac and cheese. That's all. Yeah, I'm probably gonna get a cheese pizza. That's pretty much all I can have now. But uh, yeah, we'll get you something good. Don't worry. Fantastic. Thanks for the time, Anton. I'll see you, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow night. All right, thank you. That's Michael Antonovich, everybody. This has been the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by Get Maxis and Pro Taper Tits. Thank you. Yeah, buddy. First of many this year. Yep. The prodigal son returns. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks to, to the people who call it in. Pro Taper tie-downs, Fly Race and FRFI boots, all good times. Round two, St. Louis. See you next week.